Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 93, the truth about attraction. Holy shit. We are almost, we're creeping up on a hundred episodes of the new truth podcast. So freaking amazing. Are we going to say that every week until the hundredth episode? Yes, we are. <laughs> there's big things coming. Look out. There's lots of Very exciting big things. things. We've coming. been thinking about you <laughs> and how to create even more aligned support and offers for you to deepen these teachings and this message. And I am going to say what I always freaking say. <laughs> <laughs> so pumped. So pumped. So fired up about this. And if you are following me on Instagram, I actually recently made a reel about this, about how this obsession with physical attraction mm. is what is fueling people creating the fantasy, creating a world and their relationship that you, of course, say this all the time, right? Women who prioritize how something looks over how something feels and all the fairy tales, all the bullshit Mo this now we're kind of mostly going into like our culture Be This is like beyond Disney, right? The image obsessed, the instant chemistry that we see on movies and, and TV shows and the fucking bachelor, right? That's what people make important. And then people wonder why they have empty relationships. So we're going to unpack attraction. And my real was no, this is not that you have to fucking marry someone you're not attracted to, right? Everyone does that polarized view versus we have to really take a look at how important people make physical attraction and probably what your track record shows of going after the instant chemistry. And how did that work out for you, babe? <laughs> how, did, how did that work out for you? And this is always interesting to me because I actually wasn't, when I think about who I've dated, I never really got caught in that. Like I, I definitely chose people I was physically attracted to, but I didn't get swept in the way that I'm watching so many people do now. And a lot of my clients are, are really in that. Like I want the 10 off the charts in instant chemistry, which usually ends up being a fuck boy, usually ends up being someone you don't, who you don't even know if you actually like them, you're just attracted to them and maybe you have great sex. And then you end up feeling empty because you're not attracted to the soul of who the person is. And that's part of what I want to talk about today. Like what it means to be attracted to the soul of someone, not just physical looks. And now we have yeah. Instagram and Facebook and all that shit, but we're altering our appearance, just fueling even more that physical attractions, the be all end all. And it's not. Yes, it's not. It's empty. It's, it's empty. And it's, 
I mean, it's like one part of the equation. So I say it's empty if it, that's the only part of the equation. Right. I think, I'm, it, of course, you headed in the same direction I was going to head in is attraction is so much more than just the physical. But our superficial world, as you just said, um, reinforces that that's the only thing that matters. And so, so many people and a lot of men are actually totally. really obsessed with yes. physical attraction. And then they end up, you know, attracting their dream physically beautiful woman but it, it doesn't actually satiate their souls and so there's to me there's multiple types of attraction there's physical yes. attraction but then there's emotional attraction and energetic attraction and soul attraction and there's there's so many different layers to attraction and you know i've had experiences where attraction grows over time where i didn't yes. even feel attraction in the beginning and, you know, I, I met someone and, and maybe felt like curious about them or intrigue. And then over time, attraction grows. I've experienced that. And it's like, it's, it's cool because it's surprising. You know, those are the, the beautiful, you know, when a relationship starts out as a friendship and then one day you, you wake up and realize like, holy shit, actually this, I'm really attracted mm -hmm. to this person. But if we're listening only to the saboteur or the ego mind, the ego mind is going to take you away from, you know, from even considering that because if you're stuck in that superficial attraction. So to me, the word attraction is so, it's so much more than what we think it is. And um, I just love, I find that the more, the more in my body I am and the more open hearted I am. And it's perfect that this follows a couple episodes before we did um, the flirting whatever. Yes. I can't remember the title, um, the flirting episode and how to flirt like a boss, <laughs> how to flirt like a queen. I don't know what we called it. Nothing like that. But, it was literally um, just how to flirt. Oh, <laughs> how to, how to flirt period. Like a goddess. No, like just you, how to flirt like you. Um, yeah, with the flirting episode, like I find that the more present I am and the more in my body I am and the more connected to my heart I am and the more in the moment I am, the more attraction I feel to so many people. I mean, in Greece, God, I feel attraction to everyone. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. because everyone's so attractive because everyone's so alive here. It's not not about them being, you know, it's not super hot men. It's, it's lit like we had this masseuse come here. He was like 60 and he was so in his heart and he massaged mm. us yesterday and I walked around the corner and he was like oh ancient Grecian goddess and like he was just so adoring of us and mm -hmm. so in his heart and he wasn't like I, I mean I wouldn't have looked twice seeing him on the street but he was so in his heart and I felt like attraction to him it was not sexual attraction but but attraction a heart heart attraction so there's so many layers to it and um, it's something that mm -hmm. you know it, it gets to grow over time. And I think if it's that bam, intense, you know, really passionate chemistry kind sometimes, and that's the only thing, sometimes that can be an indicator. I used to said so many amazing things and I'm so glad you brought in about attraction can grow. Cause I think one of the biggest myths actually is that it can't, right? Yeah. There's a lot of women who think if I don't have the instant chemistry on a first date, then nope, I'm not interested. And maybe those are just my clients because I'm working with the people who are coming from all the dysfunctional relationship backgrounds. But the idea that if I don't instantly want to rip someone's clothes off or want to see them again, then somehow that's not the person for me. 
And this really is Ken Page's work of deeper dating, where he he really brought Ooh. in dating. When you're dating, stop looking for the instant chemistry. And he, my favorite thing that I've ever actually heard, it's his. And he says, someone either becomes more beautiful to you or they don't. And yes. that when you, and look, it's not like you have to date someone you don't want to kiss for six fucking months, right? Because it doesn't take, like, if you give people chances, it's really only about three or four dates. We have a good indication of I'm becoming more attracted, more interested, more mm. alive as a result yes. of spending time with this person. But you have so many people that write people off instantly. And again, because of our culture, we think something's wrong if I don't have butterflies on the first date. We think something, something's wrong or if I don't instantly want to make out with this person. I did not feel that on my, I think I didn't kiss Andrew until my fourth date. And then my experience was I over time wanted to spend more and more time with him. And now seven years later, I am still wildly attracted to my husband. I still love kissing my husband. I still get goosebumps. I love the way he smells like pheromones obviously are real. Yeah. And so we can't do, we, it's like the both and practice, right? We have people who, and this is the interaction spectrum, right? You either probably have you're listening to this podcast and maybe you're someone who has totally prioritized physical attraction, right? Like you're someone who has been looking for the nine or 10 instant chemistry, or you're someone who has been too afraid to, to actually make attraction important. So you've told yourself that you feel safer when there isn't a spark or isn't chemistry. And so that's why everything you have to, again, it always comes back to this. You have to fucking know yourself and know yes. what your patterns are because run of the mill dating advice is not going to impact you until you actually get to know, wait a minute, what are my patterns? Where do I fall on the attraction spectrum? What have I actually been thinking about and what's my pattern been? And can I walk myself toward the center and either pay more attention to all the different ways that I can be attracted to someone? I would say I had way more I had spiritual and intellectual chemistry with my ex more than the levels of chemistry I have with my husband. So I love that you also said that because we think we need to have a 10 down the line. Like I need to have every single thing, a 10 again, your partner can't be your everything. And that's why when you get to know yourself, you get to know what is actually most important to me and over and over. No, you do not have to throw out physical attraction the other thing I want to say is that we are naturally more attracted to the people who walk through the world confident, right? Like the, the biology, like rekindling desire in a partnership is 100% of the time about doing new things together, breaking patterns, breaking routine, right? You have to know there is nothing more attractive than someone who is lit up by their life. Everyone's attracted to that. I am so turned on. I was just saying to you before we hit record, I am so turned on. There's just, I'm like, my eyes are catching lately. The people who are just utterly themselves, like that turns me on. Someone who's just, even if it's not things that I do myself or I live my life that way or things that I'm even interested in, but the people who are unapologetically themselves, that creates a spark in me, right? I want to be friends with those people. 
but you have to know your pattern around attraction and take a look at the part of you. That's like, Oh, so you're saying this is your inner child. Oh, you're saying I can't be physically attracted to my partner. Okay. No, that's not what I'm saying. But the other myth of attraction is, uh, is thinking that attraction is going to stay the same, right? That the level of attraction you feel in the honeymoon phase of a relationship, when there are a whole bunch of chemicals being moved through your body and then acting like you don't have to keep nurture it nurturing it. That's what I want to say. Even when you're dating someone, dating is fun in the beginning because you're doing lots of new different things together. Then why do people say that passion fades in a relationship? You stop putting forth effort, right? So the moral of the story for me every single time is you actually have to nurture your own life and nurture your relationship over and over and over again. Oh, and the last thing I'll say is Just because you're attracted to somebody doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. How about that? Yes, (laughs) that is, that is so important. Oh my God, I would be in trouble here in Greece. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like dating an 80 year old man and a 60 year old woman. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it, it, that's so true. It's it. And that's the fantasy addict aspect of the saboteur. I mean, so much of attraction is driven by fantasy addict And so, I mean, if, if you're only, if it's the physical and you're like, oh, I just am really attracted to only attracted to guys that are super muscular or that are six foot four or that are, have, you know, brown eyes and blue hair or (laughs) (laughs) maybe, maybe that that exists. It does exist. (laughs) Perfect. Um, if that's like, if you, if, if, if you have that checklist of who you're attracted to, that is your saboteur. Mm-hmm. And so these are the, it's one dimensional when it's just physical. And when it's, you know, when it's all in your head of like this idea of who the man's supposed to be, and then you feel this in crazy chemistry in the beginning, and then you feel either heartbroken later, or you're totally not attracted to them, you know, six months down the road, even though you've jumped into a relationship and rushed things. This is the fantasy addict saboteur. It's one dimensional, because if you're not actually in your body, like I think about, Mm. I used to fully be in fantasy addict attraction. And, um, and, and I, I, I was never like the hottest guy in the room. I was like the boyish looking guys is my thing. Um, and, and men that look like my dad and my brothers actually was my (laughs) thing. So that's how, you know, it's coming from your wounds. Um, but the thing is, it's like when you are present in your body, like the, what I'm playing with now and what I get to experience now is like, whoa, my attraction has expanded so much. Mm. Like I have these moments where I interact with someone who I, who maybe five years ago, I wouldn't have remotely been attracted to or 10 years ago, definitely not. And because my saboteur was running the show, I was in yeah. fantasy. I w- had an idea of what my partner would look like or what they, who they were supposed to be or what they would be like. But now I'm so present in my body. And so it connected Mm -hmm. to my desires and my heart and my, that who I feel attracted to, even with friends is totally different. It's like a totally, it's coming from a different place within myself. And it's, it's kind of fun to play with, to be like, Oh, well, that's, that's surprising. And I mean, gosh, Mm -hmm. I had this girlfriend I was attracted to in Costa Rica and she was just this magical little fairy enigma. I told her uh, after we became friends that I had a crush on her at first, but I had this like crazy attraction to her. And it was, and again, like, just like what you said, which is such an important point, 
doesn't mean we have to do anything with it. Like, like when you live in the world with your heart open, you will feel attraction all yes. the time. So we would, you know, be extremely polyamorous. Like if, if we felt like we needed to act on that, when you are living from this place of heart openness, attraction, mm-hmm. it comes and goes and flows so freely. Mm-hmm. And this beautiful friend of mine, um, she's this fairy enigma artist, tattoo artist, just like such a cool, magical woman. And I just had this intrigue about her. And I felt like this, this like flutter in my body and just this is so like, just so attracted to her and so curious about her. And when I really unpacked it, what, what she was actually representing, it was not, I was not meant to date her and we became friends and she's delightful. I love her, but I was not meant to date her. I was just like, she was actually representing parts of myself that, that I'm longing to, to mm-hmm. feel and experience and, and, um, and get to know, you know, like the, the real creative, real, like internal, slow, sensual, like there, there's parts of her that she was representing that are in me. And I've had that experience with men too. I had this, this mat, when I left my five-year relationship, I had a crush on this I feel like I told the Zoltan story before, but this guy named Zoltan and he was so powerful and he was a speaker and a teacher and a coach and he was so mesmerizing on stage. And at the time I was still quite insecure. I was new to coaching. I was at the back of the room at this workshop in kind of on the support team. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to marry that man. He is spiritual. He's powerful. His heart is open. He's like this, they called him the soul piercer because he'd look you in the eyes and he'd pierce Mm. your soul with these piercing blue eyes. And he was just this like magical being. And so I was certain, I called a psychic and was like, hey, am I meant to be a sultan? And the psychic's like, no, you're not. (laughs) And I was so mad. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get another psychic. Like this is crap. And for two years, my saboteur lived in mm. complete fantasy. I mean, I was still living my life. He, he lived in another, he lived in California, but my fantasy addict, part of my saboteur held onto this story that Zoltan was the guy for me. And I just needed to evolve more into a woman and then we'd be the perfect match. So I just need to work on myself. And then two years later, we were in California. We had, I was in California and I had dinner with him and I felt nothing like it was just friend vibe. He was lovely and sweet, but I felt nothing. And I was like, wow, how fascinating for two years. I had this story that he was this perfect God man who's, you know, powerful, but he's also got his heart wide open. It was just like my dream man on paper. And I mean, it's a perfect example, even though he was representing all of these things that I thought I wanted in a partner so Mm -hmm. often, what we're, when we're making lists about what we want in a partner so often, what it actually is, is your soul's just writing down, Hey, this is me. This is because he was actually representing me. I'm now exactly doing the thing that he was doing back then. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's like there's just so much more to our attractions and our, our. I mean, it's the same as jealousy. Like we look at someone and think they have something we don't, but it's actually your mm-hmm. soul looking at that thing, longing for it. So yeah, it's like there's just there's just there's so, so much to it. I I really don't know how people go through their life without self awareness. <laughs> I like really don't know what that's like, because the, I really want to reiterate what you just said, because this is kind of the next level of understanding projection, which is what's happening. Like, here's the really bad news about the instant chemistry. What's happening in there is you're 
body and brain. Your physiology is saying familiar pain, familiar pattern, survival mechanism. So like that is how you have instant chemistry with someone and three months later, you're going, what the fuck just happened? I, I, or you completely lose yourself. So that's how dangerous it actually is. And why mindfulness is so important. And so first of all, there's that first point. If you're looking for a level 10 chemistry, what you're actually looking for is the trauma bond. Your brain is seeking what is familiar, what is old pain in the form of high physical attraction, because our bodies, in order to survive, we had to find the person we could bond with and procreate with. There is no, there's no soul understanding in our physiology when looking for a partner. So that's first. Second, because I have had many clients have this experience and you, you just in your own personal story brought it home so deeply notice when you're swept by anyone. Oh my God, that, that person is so we're meant to be notice that and then pause and write all the qualities that you're attracted to. And then say to yourself, do I know these in myself? Do I embody these at all? Because you're only swept by that because of the positive projection, because of the soul saying, this is yours to own and look for. Yeah. Can I add one thing? Yeah, to of that? course. Yeah. So what happens, the reason you're so swept by it is because again, our, what we feel when we're dating is just activations within ourselves of our right. own inner world. And right. so the reason you're so swept up by it is because you feel those parts of yourself when you're with that person. Right. And so it, it's, it's, but the, but the saboteur ego mind's going to tell you something different and it's going to write a whole story about that person. And guess what? They're a fucking stranger. <laughs> you don't know them. Don't They're know stranger. Them. And, you know, I mean, even with the, the Zoltan story, like he, I knew a lot of people who knew him. I knew a lot about him, but it still didn't mean he was the right partner for me. It still right. didn't mean, you know, and, and so this is, I mean, for all the controllers out there, the controller saber, saboteur archetype that just wants to to force things to happen or wants to, you know, it's a, it feels like a combination of fantasy addict and controller that gets swept away. Um, it's like when, when you want to control, like, Oh, I, I feel attraction. Therefore I must be in a relationship with this person. Your job is to actually practice learning how to build a relationship with life, the universe, the divine and trust the process like let things, if, if things are moving fast, slow down. Like the greatest gift you can give to yourself if you're so excited by something is to ground yourself, to slow down. If you're spending, if you met someone and you're hanging out with them every single night and you've ditched all your friends, that's right. a flag, right? It's like right. the cookie monster that's just like, I need more cookies, I need more cookies. But ultimately, that eventually you're going to feel really sick. It's not going to go well for your digestive system. If you eat that whole bag of cookies, slow down, take one bite at a time, savor it, let it happen slowly over time. If you're actually aligned with someone and you're meant to be in lovership with them, or you're meant to be in partnership with them, or you're meant to be married to them, that's going to happen. It's going to, it's going to naturally organically happen. It's not something you need to control, but when we get high on the endorphins, high on it's, and it's not just high on the endorphins, the endorphins feel good. And then we get high on the story. We tell ourselves, that's what we actually get high on. 
It's like smoking the story. You're smoking the story. You're getting high on the story. And that's what sweeps you off your feet and has you like, we've said this before, but if your feet are not planted on, on the earth, that is not a good thing. You do not like fairy tales teach us. You want to be swept off your feet by your dream man or dream woman. That is not a good thing to be swept off your feet because it means your feet are not on the ground and somebody else is carrying you. You need to have your feet planted on the ground and let it happen organically. And it's so much richer and more beautiful that way. Like letting it, letting it unfold in the way it's meant to it. There's just so much more magic. And when you're swept, it will be impossible to be authentic. Like that, that's also the bad news. Like when you're in the instant chemistry and survival gets turned on inside of you, all you're going to think about is landing that person. You're not going to be even thinking about who that person actually is or paying attention to who you are when you're with them. And I'm thinking about my, I had a client many years ago, her friend tried to set her up with someone and she was very convinced, not my type. I'm not attracted to him. No, 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 no. One year later, after our work, friend tried to set her up with him again. Thanks to the healing work, she's now more open. She's now married to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I, I really, again, it's bringing back, like, these are also signs of the inner work that happens. Like this can be nice concepts. Like when I'm thinking of how swept I was by my ex, Jamie, mm-hmm. that was the big, I mean, <gasps> he's so confident. I was not confident. <gasps> he's so charming. I never felt like I was worthy of energy like that. Like you get swept. Like, here's the other thing. You probably are looking for someone who's very physically attractive. Cause you don't feel physically attractive because you don't feel enough. And you're thinking if I have a really attractive partner, then maybe I'll feel worthy. And then maybe people will look at me and then maybe I'll feel enough. Yes. Yeah. Right. So we haven't even talked, we haven't even talked about that yet of like you feeling attractive and beautiful and sexy because you're you, not because you look like our society's standard, but the, the piece of you can think to yourself, oh, okay, slow down. And if you're having trouble doing that, if you have a lot of anxiety when you're dating, if you do get caught in intense physical attraction, that's an invitation into the deeper healing work. Cause these aren't just nice ideas. Like if you had told me when I was a love addict, like just slow down, that was like not a fucking option in my system. (laughs) Like I couldn't, like that was my trauma. And so that, that's my invitation. Like that's, that's the core, the core of what I have to offer. Like that's it, the invitation into deeper healing work. Just like if you're in mental stories, like your saboteur is running this show and you don't know how to shift that. Right. Like if listening to a podcast was, was enough to change your life, you know, we'd have a very different world. So I just want to remind you of that. Like if you're listening and you're like, wow, I've had these patterns for a really long time. It's time to do something about it partnered with being attracted to multiple people doesn't mean you don't love your partner. I think we really need to bring in the myth of like, I'm only going to be attracted to my husband. Like, I'm sorry. No, attraction is alive. Like we're animals. We're, we're, going to be attracted to many people all at the same time. And that's why the actual work of relationship is remembering you're making a choice about a life partner. I'm not just stumbling into it or falling in love because we're attracted or falling in love because we have interests. You have to actually date for a period of time to know how do we make decisions together? What does this person do in conflict? Do we have similar trauma and has this person done any work around it? Or are we walking ourselves into the lion's den 
just full of wish and hope and a lot of Mm. chemistry acting like that's the ground to build a relationship on. Like, I love that we always bring that back to please don't get swept off your feet, have two feet on the ground, but two feet on the ground looks like being able to have hard conversations. It looks like not being afraid to ask the difficult questions, not just saying, oh, because we feel really good around each other, that's enough to start a relationship. It's not. But of course, you're going to be attracted to multiple people and being attracted to people outside of your relationship does not mean that you don't love and care for your partner. Doesn't mean you chose wrong. And that's why the mindfulness of being able to actually stay connected to yourself as you have big feelings. Like there's nothing, I mean, it's yummy. Falling in love is freaking yummy. That's why people want to do it all the time and just chase those three month highs. But you want to know what's really yummy? Learning how to be a conscious creator of your life, learning how to turn yourself on, learning how to build a life that is fueled by lots of people you love and lots of people who mirror you and lots of people who support you and blossoming into your greatest, brightest, most brilliant self. So I wanted to add on to that with what you said. Yeah. Deepening in love feels like the, the new paradigm way. It's just, it happens over time and it's a deepening of getting to know yourself and how you're showing up and deepening in, you know, taking responsibility for activating all these parts of you and not thinking you're going to get everything from one place. And that like the, the deeper I go, the more I get to experience. So that one dimensional physical attraction, if that's the only thing you have, well, I mean, that's going to fizzle out that attraction, especially when your patterns are running the show. My God, I think back to like all the men I've dated who I was so attracted to in the beginning. And then as soon as we're triggering the shit out of each other, I'm like, oh, he's fucking ugly. Last thing I want to do is have sex with him because they become unattractive, even if they're the most handsome man in the room, like, and they become unattractive. If a, you don't know how to deepen in conflict, deepen in you know, when, when your stuff comes up, you don't know how to navigate. That's so important knowing, because that's how you build more intimacy, more vulnerability. That's how you have more attraction long-term. Like that's what actually makes it juicy and sustainable and, and more rewarding than that beginning heightened, you know, fantasy based thing. Um, the, yeah, the fantasy addict, I mean, my gosh, this part of the saboteur and and also the shapeshifters, like if in the beginning, if that's another aspect of the saboteur that, you know, based on attraction is like, oh, I think this person's attractive. So, and even that, that's a thought about the person as opposed to how do I feel in my body? I might think they're attractive, but I might feel totally out of like something's off Mm. or something doesn't feel right. And it's, it's so important, like to notice where it's coming from within you. Like, do you feel heart attraction? Do you feel solar plexus? Like I think of all the chakras, like, do do you feel attraction on every level? Are you, are you actually home in your body when you're feeling this attraction? Or is it just the idea of them? Are you attracted because yeah. And, and that, that conversation about, um, I mean, men do this so much, the, the, the trophy wife or the, the, the attractive partner. Like if I have the hottest chick in the room, then the, my perception of value goes up. That's actually the psychology behind why, and women do it too, but why men, um, so often will choose a physically 
perfect woman on the outside based on our societal standards of what that means rather than their heart and soul and you know whole entire being being Mm -hmm. in love with them it's coming from a superficial place and when it's coming from a superficial place it's that wound that I'm not good enough but if I have this woman by my side or if I have this man by my side the world around me is going to perceive that I that I'm inherently more valuable which is actually not true and it, it it doesn't mean what you think it means and then even Eventually, you become resentful and you become, you know, so disconnected. I mean, it's disconnected to begin with. So, you know, really knowing yourself and where it's coming from within you, it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. to feel real attraction, like real heart, soul, body, mind, like the whole experience of feeling attraction in that way is such a beautiful, profound Mm -hmm. experience in contrast to this superficial high excitement. Oh my God, this really hot guy is, you know, into me and wow, I'm going to get swept away like that. Right. It's like, it's like eating, I don't know, like McDonald's versus an exquisite meal from the island of Paxos in Greece. All the food <laughs> Greece is the best food. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. But mm. Paxos is where yeah. I am right now. It's magical, most magical island ever. I'm just gonna do a plug. It is so freaking beautiful here. It's unbelievable. But you know, and that, that I mean, even that's attraction. Like when you're in your body and your heart and you're present in the moment, you get to feel attracted to the world around yes. you, not just people. Yes. Like it's just like actually getting to mm. interact and dance with life. I'm thinking about, as you're talking, the rut, like the true addiction of the rush of physical attraction of then your body thinking, I need to do something about this when you're shut off everywhere in your life. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and we've, yes. we've said, I mean, it's been uh, said right. as we've been talking, you know, you, yeah. you brought it in, but I'm thinking about instead of saying he's so attractive or she's so attractive, it's, oh, I feel turned on. Yes. Yum. I don't need to do anything about that. Like that, I keep coming back to like what true heart center is, is being able to live in both and, and what fuels fantasy and love addiction is childhood wounding of not having your needs met, not having emotional mirroring. So then it all gets distorted and you think, physical attraction is how I'm going to survive. And then, right. You chase value because you don't feel enough and you don't feel inherently valuable because you are, because you exist. And then we're using all the outside things to take us somewhere. And if you don't know how to turn yourself on, like this is what's at the root of addicted to drama. Drama is a substitute for aliveness. Mm-hmm. You will chase drama. You will chase conflict as a result of, of not feeling fully alive and whole in yourself, in your life. Everything changes when you love yourself. Everything yes. changes when you create a, a life so much bigger than your freaking relationship, right? Your relationship cannot be your life and not expecting one person to be responsible for your turn on. They're not. Yes. No. And it feels like everything you just said, it feels like as a, Okay. I'm, this is not true in Greece, but coming from North America and that, you know, wherever in the world you are is like check in with your culture, like culturally Vancouver, like the culture is deprived in North America of pleasure. 
complete deprivation. And so of course you come across a handsome, sparkly person who asks you for your number and takes you on a date and does all the right things and says all the right things. You're going to get swept off your feet because you're not actually already anchored in pleasure. It's like, if your whole life, you know, even that feeling of, I feel turned on, I need to go have sex or I need to go self-pleasure. I need to get rid of it. I need to dissipate the energy versus in Tantra, they talk about circulating the energy. So I'm, I'm experiencing that so much in Greece of just like today we were floating in the Ionian sea and it was so freaking magical, like an aquarium. So you could see all the fish. It was so beautiful. And I looked at my girlfriend and I was like, how much pleasure can we actually receive? Like we are in such a heightened state of pleasure every day here. And I've been here for almost a month and every day I'm moving slowly. I'm eating slowly. Mm -hmm. I'm interacting with everything and everyone. And my heart is so open and I feel so turned on. And instead of feeling like I'm turned on, got to go do something about that. It's just like, yeah, my, I'm turned on every day, all day. Like that's yes. my life now. And so it's, yes. it, it's, it's checking in with wait, how deprived are you? Because if you are deprived of pleasure, mama Gina, I think I plugged her on the last episode yes. too. She's a great resource for pleasure um, for, for as mm-hmm. women, for really cultivating a life of pleasure. And, you know, she says that's where our power center lies, which I agree. It's like, you were so much more empowered. You're going to be so much less sideswiped if you're already yes. filled up with pleasure and you don't need this man to text you, to ask you on a date, to do the thing, to, to make you feel that pleasure. You already have it. You're mm-hmm. already oozing it. And now guess what? You're the attractive woman, most attractive woman in any room. If you are already filled up, already turned on, oh, that's magnetism. Yes. And we have some seriously epic episodes with Blair and Anne on the past on the podcast to check out about feminine pleasure and magnetism. And Kate's going to be interviewing a super goddess about pleasure and body love and body image. So I do want to just acknowledge like we so get that we're now venturing into the world of all the pressure of beauty standards, right. Right. On women and who we think we have to be. And we've got you stay tuned for those episodes. But at the root of this, it's really looking at how you've made physical attraction more important than anything else. Maybe how you're using people thinking that by having a good looking partner is going to increase your value in the world or make you feel enough, how you're getting caught in the rush of instant chemistry and not being rooted and grounded in yourself. And, and most of all, recognize that you're creating love or not. You are the creator. You are responsible for yourself. And the myth of attraction fading and passion fading in a partnership is because people stop putting forth effort right? What creates spark and attraction? Like maybe for your dates, you can stop just going for coffee or dinner, right? Be in an activity and watch how someone behaves in that activity, right? Listen to how someone talks. Like what is attractive is confidence. What is attractive is someone already living with passion. What is attractive is a woman who knows herself and loves herself and lets herself feel good. Because when there is good in your life, you won't seek seek the dopamine hits of getting asked out or the text or the fucking notifications on your phone. That <laughs> is the truth about yeah. attraction. Yes. I like this episode. This, this is, is fun. really good. Episode. <laughs> and so you know what to do. If you loved it, share with all of your friends. And of course, let us know. We love your feedback. We love hearing from you. That's it for me. Anything else you want to say? That's it. Just, yeah. Um, 
turn up the volume on your pleasure. Amen. Amen. See you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, and we will see you soon.